Okay, episode three, Welcome to New York, is my personal journey on going through soul cycle training. So we're going to jump right in because there's a lot of information that, you know, I'm sitting here starting to remember. And we're just going to, we're just going to dive right in. So after you've been offered a spot in training, you get to go through their eight week intensive, uh, you know, all day nine to five program. And some days it is, you know, all day on a bicycle. Some days it's all day in a classroom. Some days it's all day just with your group. There's like, there's so many different things that we do. Um, and you know, every week they focus on, they focus on something. And by the end of it, it's all supposed to come together and, you know, help you perform and be a soul cycle instructor. That's obviously the goal. So the last two weeks, they dedicate to just community rides and each person is going to have at least three and some people have less, some people have more. It's just kind of like wherever you're at. I personally had three community rides and, um, I, even though I had been teaching for a while before I did this, I, it, it was I think I I think I sweat more before I even started class than when I was teaching class. Like I was so nervous and you know I always remember people telling me like you know if you if you're nervous about it that must mean that you know it still means something to you. And my gosh was I nervous. So you know there were a couple of things that I didn't really I didn't really expect from from training things that I wasn't I didn't really prepare myself for and one of the biggest ones was um and this is going to sound so bad when I say it so please don't judge me uh but it was going to be like how much I missed my family I not I mean I I love my family to the ends of the earth and I I mean they're so incredibly supportive and I just didn't I didn't realize how, how much I would miss them. And it was like, I, I went from seeing them, you know, three or four times a week to, I didn't see them at all. And it basically became this, you know, just like a a FaceTime kind of situation. It was, you know, whenever, whenever the most people were free is when we got to talk. So I didn't really get to, to talk or see anybody as, as often I know, as I normally would. And that was a huge part for me, just kind of like remaining centered and remaining focused was that, you know, my family plays a huge part in my life. So if you're thinking about going in and doing any, any kind of training, any kind of thing that's going to take you away from your normal life, it you know, you have to be very prepared and you have to be very aware of, you know, the little things that make a really big difference that you're going to be missing. Um, and that, that for me was my family, but I've always been the kid that, um, just kind of like went for it. My dad, when I was little, he would always tell me that I was kind of like the, the fearless one and that I would just jump both feet in. And that even if I didn't really know what I was doing, I would just kind of like fake it till I make it. Um, and there's one specific story that I, I was going up to do a balance beam routine in a gymnastics competition. And my dad was so nervous and he like, you know, turned me around, wanted to give me a pep talk. And like, before he could even do it, I just looked at him and I was like, dad, 
I got this. And so I remember, you know, a couple nights before I left to go, I mean, my dad is worrying about me. I, I, he's probably sitting in his truck listening to this right now, worrying about me as we speak. But he, you know, I, I looked right at him and I was like, dad, I, I got this. Like, and it was, it was like a cute and funny moment, but it was, you know, I, I knew that like, I, I had to hustle and I had to be all in for this. Um, and, you know, soul cycle came into my life at a time when I really needed it. I really needed something to work towards. I really needed something to hustle for. And they're a big, big company that is fueled by the word. Yes. They love telling people yes. And, you know, I remember Marvin, who is the head of of training, he, he told us, you know, we, we never want to tell you guys, no, we always want it to be a not right now. And that we're big believers in that timing is everything. And that when you are meant to be a team member of soul cycle, like it will happen. And you just, you just have to remember that everything happens within its own time. And that certain things have an expiration date. And I, I say that exact phrase all the time in class. And it's something that I, I have to constantly remind myself for. Is that, you know, while I'm up in this city where I literally know nobody, I've never been to New York. And you're asking me to hop on a plane and find a place to live and not know anybody and still keep my shit together. Like, I, I don't I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you expect me to do that. Um And so there is an element of it that is a little bit of like, here, we're going to break you down and we're going to kind of like cut you open and let your guts be open for the world to see for a little while. But then we're going to stitch you back up and we're going to help you have the tools to connect with people and communicate with people and be okay with sharing certain things about your life so that other people can feel okay too. And that's one of the biggest parts of Soul Cycle is the community. It's creating a, a safe place for everyone, no matter what you look like, where you come from, what kind of job you have, what kind of car you drive, you know, the house that you live in. I mean, I said in the last episode, I live in a 600 square foot apartment. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. We don't care. We want genuine people. We want We want people who are interested in being the best versions of themselves and loving people in the most fierce way. And that, that is the connection that we're going for. So I get my little happy butt on a plane from good old Dallas, Texas, and I fly all the way up to New York. I don't know a soul never been there before. Can I just, for one moment, let's just talk about how petrifying it is to get off. I flew into JFK. No, no, no. I take that back. I flew into LaGuardia. Flew into LaGuardia. Um, and I got there probably at like seven o'clock at night, I think. And I, 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 
I had no idea where to even begin. Like you, you get off the plane. I had this massive suitcase because you got to pack your whole life up, you know, f- f- with enough clothes that's going to last you for two months. And I had to figure out how to get this big ass suitcase out of this tiny ass airport and get all the way over to the Upper West Side. And I mean, I I had no idea how, how long things took, honestly. So I'm like, I, I just can tell people are looking at me like, she is not from around here. And the nicest little woman helped me get like helped help me like get to the place where the Ubers were and it, it was like a whole fiasco. So I'd found this place that was actually on like the very upper, upper, upper west side. And um it was really housing that was meant for Columbia students. That's how that's how far north I was. Um and I finally got over there and what it was, I think it was like a, a refurbished hotel, essentially, because it was like you live on a floor and, you know, you have like a bed and a bathroom and that's really it. So each floor had their own kitchen and you have to use like a community kitchen. There's nothing glamorous about it. Let me tell you that much. Um, but the room I was in was on the very top floor and it was on a corner. So there were lots of windows and I could literally see out my window. It was a couple blocks, but you could see parts of Central Park. So it was like, you know what? This is pretty freaking cool. Um, and so then I got there that night, tried to get settled in. And the very next day I had to wake up and figure out how to use a subway. Never done that before. Um, and that was probably one of my most triumphant moments when I really felt like oh, I've, I'm doing well is when I was able to function, like I was able to go to different subway lines seamlessly and get to where I'm going because I'd done it before, but I ended up in the wrong location. So I was able to transfer trains seamlessly and end up at the right place. That's when I was like, wow, I'm doing very well today. And I mean, we it was for today. So, you know, I, I'd never really had to take public transportation because in Texas, you drive everywhere. Everywhere is like 30 minutes away. Oh, I can get there in like 30 minutes. So I had to figure out how to get a Metro card, which I still have. I st- it's still in my wallet. Um, and, <laughs> and get from the Upper West Side all the way down to West Village. Um, get there on time. And it was rainy that day too. Didn't have an umbrella. So I'm like, oh gosh. And I walk into this, to this room full of people that I didn't know. And, you know, I've... I've always tried to like lead with, with confidence, even if, even if I don't have a clue about what's going on, I try to like go into a room and, you know, be like, I'm here for a reason. And I I stood outside that room because the room, like the, the door was all glass and I just kind of had to stand outside of it for a second and just like look in and see all these people. And I'm like, I had to remind myself for a second, like, this is why I'm here. Like I was picked for a reason and I, no, no joke, I had to literally fix my face and remember who I am, that I have something to offer, that I have something to give. And I walked in and like, it was the biggest room of the most friendly people. And, you know, fitness can be very competitive and 
Everybody wants to do well. Everybody does. But there's something really neat about being accepted by a group of people who are all striving for, you know, their very best. But then they also want to see you reach your very best as well. And everybody's cheering for you and everybody's pushing you and everybody, you know, wants to see you succeed. And it's it's a very, very, very cool community to be a part of. And, you know, we had the bit one of the biggest groups that has ever gone through training. So we started out with like a high 30. I think it was like 37, 38. And um, so there were a lot of people and they all came from like all different parts of the country. So there were a few people from my actual audition. I think there was one, two, three, four, four of us, five, including myself from my specific audition that, that got into the training group. So that was cool to see like, you know, people that, you kind of sort of knew, but it was like a friendly face. And um, so then we got to meet, you know, everybody in the room. But then we also got to meet all of our training officers. And anybody who's taken my class knows that I have the biggest woman crush on Karen Nesbitt. And she knows this herself, too. So this is like not this is nothing new. Um, and when I saw her and like got to meet her and talk to her, I was like, oh, my gosh, like it's almost like meeting like your favorite professional athlete and just being totally starstruck. Um, so that was, that was a really, really cool moment. And, you know, the, these people, they all came from different phases of life and they're all different ages. They all come from different backgrounds. Some of them, it, you know, is something do something they do on the side some some people it's their full-time job there's moms there's people who are going through school there you know there are people who were dancers there were people who were college athletes and like everybody had a different story but they were all able to create this very welcoming wonderful environment that made us all feel like you know you have something to offer, you have something to give, and we're going to, we're going to dig it out of you. And we're going to put it on the table and we're going to allow you to share all of the wonderful things that you bring to the world. We're going to let you share it with the world. And, you know, they, they, they rip you apart a little bit and they, they really, they really challenge you and they make you they make you really think, who am I? And like, what do I stand for? And what do I love? And what do I care about? And, you know, what, what type of, what type of coach do I want to be? What type of room, what type of environment do I want to create? And there's, there is some self-doubt that goes into it. Big time, big time self-doubt. And you wonder like, is my music cool enough? Am I cool enough? You know, do, do I relate to people well enough? Do, do, do I really have something to offer the world? And right then, right when you think, maybe I should just go home. They like pick you up and they say, no, 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 no. This is the, this is the part where, you know, you're going to question yourself, but you have to know what this feels like to be aware that other people in your room are going to experience the same exact feeling. And we want you to be able to connect with them because we want you to be able to have felt that same thing. 
And, you know, it's, it's a part of the world that I, that I really think is missing is that genuine connection. You know, everybody's looking for the latest and greatest and the quickest and fastest. And you kind of lose, you lose, you lose touch of, of some really important, just basic human interactions, like making eye contact. And anybody who's sat on bike seven, anybody that's sat on boyfriend bike knows how much eye contact you have to make. And it's things like that, that, you know, like sometimes we take for granted and that, you know, is just straight up missing in the world. And it's, it's sad. It's truly sad. And, you know, we, we want to try and bring those things back. We, we want people to feel seen. We want people to feel heard. We want people to feel appreciated. We want people to, you know, to, to hustle and then to be, to be celebrated for it. And so, you know, all of the, the high fives in class and the, you know, turn to your right, turn to your left is, is all for a reason. And, you know, each, each instructor does it in their own way. And, you know, personally for me, I'm a huge germaphobe. So like, if you don't want to look to the person sitting next to you and high five them and see sweat fly in the air, like, you know what? I feel you on that because there's a lot of germs in the world. And I, I don't particularly want to like high five somebody like that, but I'll elbow bump someone all day long, all day long. That's totally cool. So it's all about finding, you know, your thing and what, what makes you, you, and how can you use that to help other people feel more comfortable being themselves as well. So, you know, there, there was, there's a lot of random things that, that we talk about that is, I mean, if you ever, if you ever get a chance to, um, to talk to like, you know, your the, whatever instructor you feel closest to or whatever, just ask them some, some stories and, um, you know, I, <laughs> uh, there was one day that we had like a, a healing, like a, a crystal healing session. Um, I'm not, I'm still not perfectly clear on, on what happened that day. Um, it was interesting to say the least. And, you know, but it's like, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it helps bond you with the people that you're around and it like gives you some sort of like relationship and connection with them. But, um, I, I had the hardest time with, you know, being away from my, my family. I did not, I didn't realize that I would miss them as much as I did. Now, before you judge me, when I say that, before you judge me, not because I don't love my family, I love the shit out of my family but it just wasn't something that I was expecting to have to prepare myself for um but you know I I would see them like three to four times a week and you know then going from that to like never seeing them was a lot and I just wasn't ready for it so if you're if you're thinking about you know having to do some long time training away from your family like you know definitely prepare yourself for that and just know that you know, you're going to miss them and you're going to get very homesick. And the moment you get homesick, you know, lean on the people that are around you because they probably are feeling the same exact thing. Um, but I told, I told you guys that I would, I would 
the the moment that I that I really felt I felt like a New Yorker. I did. I felt like one was I took the right subway line. So from my little um, room, essentially is what it was, <laughs> from my room to West Village took me exactly 27 minutes. So I would take the three express subway and I would take it all the way down and I'd have to get on the one and then the one would take local stops and that would take me all the way down to um, my, my street. And the, there was there was one moment where I I got on the three, you know, going all the way down. It came to a it came to my stop. I got off the subway, and the one train was right across the platform. And I just did a little hop, skip, and a jump. Got right on the subway. The subway doors closed, and I was like, "Holy shit, I." I'm a New Yorker. And I stood there for a second, like, and all of this stuff is going through my head. And I'm like standing there so proud on this freaking packed ass subway. And I'm just like, somebody validate me. And I'm like, nobody has any idea what I'm thinking right now, nor does anybody probably care. Um, but I, I felt so good about it. I felt, I felt like I had accomplished something really, really big because there had been so many times that I'd gotten on the wrong train, gotten on the wrong subway. And I ended up in a place that I most definitely should not have been. Um, but there are so many aspects of New York that are unbelievable. The food, oh my God, the food was to die for. So one of my very first meals was down, I went down to, to Chinatown. And um, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the name of it is, but it's this little hole in the wall place. And I got some of the most amazing general sow chicken with fried rice and I ate it out of one of those little to-go c- containers and I felt like Carrie Bradshaw. In that moment, I felt like Carrie Bradshaw. Um, and in that moment, I also knew I'm going to have to write a lot. I'm going to have to write a lot um, <laughs> because I'm going to want to eat at like every single restaurant. So um you know, like I said, there were some days that we did ride a lot and we had drill days and we would be on the bike 24 seven, but they expected us to, to ride, you know, in the morning, in the evening. And we were, we were free to do whatever we wanted to on the weekends, but they would track how much you rode. So if you weren't on the bike, they knew about it. And I mean, they would, they would ask like, what, what, what were you doing? Why, why are you here? What's going on? Um, so you definitely, you definitely get your fair share of rides in and, you know, you, but they do that so that you really get to experience all the different instructors and you really get to, to see like, okay, like this music is great, but then this music is also great. And, you know, I like how they like mesh these certain things together and, um, you know, it, it helps you really understand that there's not just one right way to do this. And there's not one right thing to say. There's like so many different avenues that you can take. So, you know, you go through this six weeks and then you come right up to community rides and, um, you know, they're, they're like, all right, let's go, let's do this. So I had three. My first one was, um, Janet Fitzgerald. She sat in on it and she is like, she is the mother of soul cycle. She created the soul cycle method. She is queen she is our, you know, she, she, she is queen bee. 
So um, she sat in on my very first community ride and I was scared shitless. Um, <laughs> and um, she had some really, really, really wonderful things to say, really helpful things to say. And uh, so then my next one, I went and was actually over at Nomad and uh, Kelly Sheeran's actually sat in on that one. And that that room itself is huge. So I went from Tribeca B, which is this little 30 person room to Nomad, which is like 75 bikes. It's freaking massive. And, uh, that was very intimidating too, is coming into like all of these people and having to teach this class. And I'm like, this is the second class I've ever taught before. Um, but that one was really neat because I'd actually had a rider from Dallas that had flown up and, uh, and rode with me that day. So that was really, really, really cool. And then my third one was my friends and family ride. And um, I I didn't have very many people in the room, but one of my very best friends, her name is Amanda, shout out. And she actually flew up for literally 24 hours to take my community ride, and then she flew back home. So that was so special to me. And, um, you know, that that ride was like home stretch. Uh, like I'm done. I put me somewhere, let me teach. Um, and I, there, the, that was the most amazing sense of relief I've ever felt. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, once you pass all of your community rides, then, you know, they're going to place you somewhere. So I couldn't go back to Dallas. I had a non-compete and, so that kind of limited um, where I was going to be able to go. So they they were opening several new studios, and one of those studios was Denver. And I was originally supposed to go to Denver. And at the last minute, um, one, of, one of our senior instructors actually said that she wanted to go. And uh, so obviously, she gets preference, which I am, I totally agree with. And so she went to she went to Denver, but then that that left me kind of floating in the air, and I had no idea where I was going to be sent. So then they said, "You know what? We think you'd do really well in San Francisco." And I was like, "Um, <laughs> I don't think I would do very well in San Francisco." But I went out there, and I uh, I was I actually taught a class at San Jose, which is an incredible studio, and. To be perfectly honest, like the people out there reminded me a lot of the people in Dallas. Very friendly, very welcoming. Um, I just knew that California just wasn't a right fit for me. So I'm sitting in this hotel, this hotel room and I'm bawling my eyes out to Jordan. Um, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she was like, it's okay. Like, we're going to figure this out. And so that's when she called me the next day and she was like, all right, I have an idea. How do you feel about Palm Beach, Florida? And I was like, I mean, (laughs) Um, Palm Beach is one of the nicest cities I've ever been to. Um, So they did a pop-up. They did a Destination Soul um, down in, in Palm Beach. And so that's where I spent, that's where my soul journey started. And that that was such an experience in itself. Um, the people in that community welcomed me with open arms. They were 
very receptive of soul cycle um they also get a lot of new yorkers during you know during high season and so a lot of people knew what soul cycle was which was really nice to be able to just jump in and like just start going um and the managers that they had come in ryan luke anna tatiana olivia and maddie are some of the most stellar people I've ever been able to be friends with and each and every one of them affected me in a very special way and I'm so grateful that that I got to become friends with them um and so if they they were in well some of them were in Boston um Ryan was in New York but he's not he's not with Seoul anymore um Olivia is still um in New York and then Anna's out in Seattle so if this reaches any of those places like oh I love you guys so much um and they were so incredibly supportive and encouraging during a very very difficult time in my life and I am forever grateful and so I got to spend five and a half months in Palm Beach um and that was man talk about living the dream holy smokes. <laughs> uh, I had a very hard time leaving. I, I was really, really sad to leave. I had also worked at Lululemon while I was there. And that's an, an incredible company to work for as well. Like talk about people that really, that really take care of their employees. Like, wow. Um, and I'm very happy to say that all the people that I met in Palm Beach, I still, I still talk to this day. Um, so if you're listening, just know that you guys mean a lot to me. You guys mean a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Um, and you guys picked me up off the ground when you literally had no idea who I was. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm like sitting, I'm literally sitting in the floor of my closet, like crying right now. Um, anyway, so after Palm Beach, um, Tampa was supposed to have already been opened. Obviously it wasn't. So I had to wait a little while. Um, so they sent me back to New York and I was between the Hamptons and the city for a while. And that was, that was a fun ride too. I had never been out to the Hamptons before. I was excited to go back to New York and, um, the Hamptons was really, really fun. Um, so it was, it was probably one of the best summers of my life. And then, um, you know, SoulCycle Tampa opened, at the beginning of August, and I had waited a really long time for this studio to open. So when it finally did, I I was beyond. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of, of how far we've come. It's been almost six months. And the stuff that you guys let me torture you with is truly unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the most rewarding things. It actually happened a couple weeks ago. Um, I saw two girls in the hallway chumming it up, chit-chatting away. And, um, you know, I asked, I was like, do you guys like, do you guys like know each other? And they said, no, we met, we met each other because of soul. And it just like, it was something so simple as that. But I was like, gosh, you know what? Like that's, that's why we do this. It's like help people find a place that they feel they're best at. And I really think that we are creating that in this space. And I'm so incredibly 
proud and I'm so incredibly excited to be a part of Soul Cycle Tampa and to be, you know, somebody that is spearheading this community and I'm I'm eternally grateful. I I love Florida. You guys know I'm a Florida girl, I was born born in Clearwater and this this place just it means a lot to me. My grandmother still lives here. So I'm I'm very happy to be able to have come back and, you know, share share soul cycle with you guys because it it has truly changed my life. And to watch you guys make friends with each other and, you know, yell for each other in the room and high five each other like that makes this whole journey worth it. Um so that's that's where I that's how I ended up here. That's that is my soul journey. It's very different than <laughs> a lot of people, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm I'm really really lucky to have been able to be in such incredible markets and meet the people that I have. And you know, I I'm again, I've just been I've just been forced to jump into something you know, head first. And there's, there's a little bit of it that, you know, it it does take a small dose of, of fearlessness, but it also takes a very, very large dose of just figuring it out. And nine times out of 10, I do not have my shit together. (laughs) Um, and I just, I I literally just have to fix my face and remind myself that if I can affect one person, just one, then I've done my job right. And that's it. So I wake up every day and I look at myself and it doesn't matter the size of the class. It doesn't matter, you know, how many people are going to be there. It matters the quality of the person that shows up. And as long as you're here to hustle, then I am here for you. So I'm not going anywhere. So whether you guys like it or not, we're in this together. <laughs>